TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back in at Spencito underscore. I will keep a die on my Twitter handle throughout this segment. If you have any fantasy football questions, I got my first draft coming up Thursday. I'm sure others do this week. I uh, I got a couple more drafts coming up in the weeks after that. So I know that there's going to be people who have questions and things that they uh, that they want to get to. Um, so if you have anything, again, at Spencito underscore. We don't like talking about our fantasy teams. No one wants to hear that on Sports Talk Radio. We don't like we don't want people calling in and talking about their fantasy teams and how how close their game was over the week, even though that's one of the most frustrating things ever. And it drives me bonkers. It's part of the reason why I hate fantasy and I love fantasy all at the same time. But I do think we all share in solidarity that many of us participate in fantasy football. So this is a chance to pick the brain of somebody who I consider an expert. He was formerly at ESPN, now with the Pro Football Network. And he lives, breathes, and dies fantasy football. He gives lots of great insight, and we bring him on to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline right now. My good friend from back in our days in high school in Rochester, New York, Kyle Soppy. Kyle, first and foremost, man, congrats on the new gig. As I mentioned to the listeners here, formerly at ESPN, now at Pro Football Network, I'm glad that you're uh, able to keep doing what you love, man, and I, I know you do a great job with it, so congratulations to you. Appreciate that, Spencer. Always a pleasure to jump on with you guys and talk a little bit of football. It means we're close to the season. It means September is near, and that's that's music to my ears, to be honest with you. <laughs> it is the best time of year. I, I honestly do. At the beginning of the summer, I start thinking ahead of like, all right, who can I use this summer? And I'm thinking of guests, and I'm always like, once we get into August, it's prime Kyle Soppy time. I know that we're always going to make this connection. Yeah, it. and I know we're always going to have you on. So I'm, I'm happy to have you here. We'll obviously do this throughout the season, but – Fantasy drafts are coming up, and I want to get some people some insight into maybe what they should be looking at and thinking as they get ready for their for their drafts in the weeks ahead. So first, uh, we'll start at the running back position because I feel like this is kind of one of those years like, yeah, there's some obvious options that you are going to say, I'm sure here, are no-brainers for you to take at the running back position. But I think all these guys near the top, they all kind of come with some like almost like a red flag of like, okay, but there's this one thing with McCath free. It's like, is he going to stay healthy with Robinson? It's like, yeah, he's a rookie. Is he going to be as good as everybody thinks with Chubb? He's maybe the most true running running back. There is if you're not talking about catching passes, but again, there's that element that he isn't much of a pass catcher 
Austin Eckler, he's maybe got a tenuous situation in L.A. How's that going to affect his game? Who do you kind of feel, if you're advising people with, with drafting running backs, who do you kind of have at the top of the list there? You're maybe your top five in, in, in either format of leagues. Yeah, I mean, my top of the board isn't that dissimilar from kind of how the industry is positioning it right now. But like you said, I mean, it's, it's a fluid situation. It's the running back position kind of is. Once you invest in the position, you have to be ready to move on as the season progresses and information presents itself. But as we sit here, August 20th, Jonathan Taylor still doesn't really have a team. Technically, he's a Colt, and he can move into my top five if he signs with one of these high-powered offenses, whether it be Minnesota, Miami, Philly, whatever. But right now, he's not in those spots. So in order, from one to five, I've got McCaffrey, Eckler, Barkley, Bijan, and then Tony Pollard, just ahead of your guy, Nick Chubb. Chubb with the, the high floor, like you said, no issues there, but... What can he do as a pass catcher? I think Tony Pollard, I mean, him and Zeke combined for almost 60 catches last year, and that's about what I have projected for him this year. So I've got Pollard in that top tier, but I really do think it's McCaffrey and Eckler. And then you've got a little bit of a tier break there where you can pencil in some receivers as far as your overall ranks go. But, for, again, one to five, McCaffrey, Eckler, Barkley, Bijan Robinson, and then Tony Pollard to round it up. Mm, okay. I, I, yeah, Pollard's an interesting one. He kind of slides in there because of his uh, his ability to kind of do both things, and obviously he had a great year last year, but I like that. Let me ask you about another running back in the with the New York Jets, Brees Hall, because he had a massive rookie year, obviously derailed by the, the, the knee injury, and there's some questions now about how much of a workload he's going to get because you got Dalvin Cook now splitting the backfield with him. How do you feel about Brees Hall? Um, and how do you feel about Dalvin Cook with both those guys kind of combined now there? Yeah, we're just outside of 10 months removed from that torn ACL from Brees Hall, and it scares me, to be honest with you. And mm. the injury scares me, but so does his trajectory. Like, he's a young, talented running back on a win-now team. What motivation do they have to run him into the ground right now? They, they kind of don't, but they are in win-now mode with Aaron Rodgers now in the saddle and, like you said, bringing over Dalvin Cook. So I'm – I'm kind of on the opposite side of the industry here. I've got Dalvin Cook as a top 20 running back, Brees Hall just outside my top 25. Mm. So I'm going Dalvin, thinking that he starts the season as the guy. And it's like a 65-35 situation between him and Hall in September. And listen, I'm a Packers fan. Like, I've watched a lot of Aaron Rodgers <laughs> over the years. Wherever he's comfortable, that's where the ball's going, and that's how the offense is flowing. So the fact that Cook, I think, will get the best chance to offer as much in September gives him a chance to be the more valuable back for the season. That's not to say Hall isn't more talented or won't be more valuable as the season wears on, but right now in the draft, I think that's going to get the first crack in Aaron Rodgers let off him. I think that's some good insight into that Jets backfield. Kyle Soppy again joining us here on the hotline. Sticking with the Jets momentarily here, Garrett Wilson, big things expected from him. It seems like him and Aaron Rodgers have really hit it off. Where do you have him in your sort of wide receiver tiers? I've got him at wide receiver 10, and that's about where he's being drafted. After last night, and he scores a touchdown. He's the first target, all that good stuff. I expect he could go even higher. I worry, man. Like, I like the upside. The talent is there, and obviously the connection, the symmetry with him being the same number that Devontae Adams was, the Aaron Rodgers for so many years in Green Bay. But I worry that he's being drafted pretty close to his ceiling. Like, this wide receiver position – it's just loaded. I mean, you put him at wide receiver 10, that's between A.J. Brown and Jalen Waddle. You've got Chris Olave there, C.D. Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown. Like, depending how you shuffle up these guys, they can finish in any order. I worry that Wilson's being drafted closer than his ceiling than the expectation. Like, I'm not ending up with much of him in draft, and that's not because I don't like him. 
I just don't see the room for profit in taking him in the early second round. Mm. I'm going to throw another receiver at you. Uh, this one maybe has been the most hyped-up wide receiver of the, the offseason and the preseason in particular. George Pickens of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I feel like the, yeah. maybe the one problem with Pickens is that he doesn't get a lot of separation, but it seems like, man, if you throw the ball anywhere close to him, he's going to bring it down. Where, where do you have him from a value standpoint? I've got him at wide receiver 35. He was on one of my sleeper lists early in the process, and his, his, as he keeps making plays and making defenders look like idiots, and his ADP keeps moving <laughs> up, and I, I'm with it. Like, I mean, he's the perfect fit. Right now, they're trying to – they're very clearly trying to push the ball down the field with Pickett – or, um, yeah, Kenny Pickett under center. Deontay Johnson's running further downfield. They've got options out of the backfield. They've got – I think this division – I know you're very familiar with the division – it's going to be a high-powered offensive division, which really isn't kind of the norm for them. But if they bring Deontay Johnson a little closer to the line of scrimmage, let Pickens cook downfield. You mentioned the separation stats, and all those things are red flags for most, but he's proving to be an outlier. Like, if you can go up and high point the ball like he can, does it matter if anybody's around you? It doesn't look like a – it's like when Steph Curry shoots a jumper. Like, does it matter if somebody can test it? It, it kind of doesn't. So if Pickens is making plays with or without defenders in his way, Pickett is clearly comfortable looking his way down the field. I think he could be a top 25 receiver if everything goes right. You don't have to pay that in drafts right now. You draft some, is your wide receiver three and be on your way and you're just fine, and I have no problem with that. Talking with Kyle Soppy here on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Soppy PFN. Since you mentioned his name, I guess I'll go there next. Should we be taking Kenny Pickett more seriously? I guess from a just football standpoint, but also a fantasy standpoint? I mean, more football. I think you can take a big step forward. We often see it. quarterbacks do it both for fantasy and in real life in that year number two. In the second half of last season, he was 12th in the league in average depth of throw. And again, I mentioned he's got the weapons to succeed in that fashion for fantasy. I think we have to dial back the expectations a little bit. Again, it's a loaded position. Right now, if you're just, even if you're playing in a 12-quarterback league, or a 12, I'm sorry, a 12-team, one-quarterback league, you're talking to a guy like Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, that slide in at quarterback 12. So to expect Pickett to elevate to that kind of level, I think is a little optimistic for me. I mean, he's got the rushing ability that, that is interesting, and I think he's a good two-quarterback player or bi-week filler. For fantasy, not counting on him in a weekly basis. In real life, I think he takes a step forward, and I think the Steelers are live to surprise this year. Justin Fields, another guy who's been really hyped up. Uh, I think his odds to win the MVP have been some of the best, and, and people have been putting a lot of money, a lot of movement in Vegas on him. Where do you feel he is in terms of the quarterback tiers, um, and is he due for an even larger breakout year, particularly with some of the weapons that they added on that offense? Yeah, the excitement there is, I mean, him having a full season, us knowing what he is now, and then adding DJ Moore to the mix to give him a legit wide receiver one, I think the market's overcorrected a little bit. I've got a quarterback seven. That's down a little bit, right, compared to where a lot of people have them. Some of my colleagues have them as high as three, four, five in the quarterback ranks. I can't go quite that high. The rushing does offer a nice floor-stealing combination, but I'm still a little skeptical. People want to make the cross between him and Jalen Hurts, what Jalen Hurts did from a growth standpoint last year. But Jalen Hurts had A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. He had a better throwing profile entering that season so I don't see Fields growing quite like that. If he can build a little bit on what he did last year, I think that's fine. 
I've still got him behind Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence in my rank, so I'm a little lower. I'm not going to end up with him in a lot of drafts, but I get the profile. I get the appeal of an athlete like that in an offense moving in the right direction. This one coming in on Twitter, since we're on the quarterback position, Will Reese, 27, tweets me, what is your preference on drafting quarterbacks? Is it when am I, I doing I, yeah, it? I th- I think he, I think he's, yeah, I think he's referring to, like, what round sort of makes the most sense. Yeah, you'll see. I mean, we've been on fade quarterback island for a long time in the fantasy industry, and that's just because it, there wasn't much separation. Now there kind of is. I mean, the, these elite rushing quarterbacks, and then you've got Mahomes is a whole different story, but <laughs> the idea of Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, what they can do on a week-to-week basis as far as upside and floor, they're going in the late second, early third round. I'm not ending up with a lot of them in that spot. I'm waiting around and going like a Lamar Jackson, that top monk in offense. I think he's poised for a big – I think he could be a tier one quarterback at a tier two price. And I mentioned Trevor Lawrence a minute ago. He's not being treated as a top tier – like a tier two quarterback. He's going after Burrow, Herbert, and Fields in ADP by about a round. I'm willing to go up there. I think – like I said, I have – Trevor Lawrence is a fringe top five quarterback. I think he gets there. That's how I'm addressing the position. Is has been a lot of Lawrence, to be completely honest with you. But if I'm gonna wait, if I if Lawrence goes before I'm comfortable, I'm just gonna be the last one to take one. At that point, I think the the tier drop off is too big. I'm not a big Dak guy. Tua comes with the the concussion concerns. Aaron Rodgers obviously could be great, but you know, an older quarterback on a new team comes with concerns. And Kirk Cousins. He is what he is every freaking year. He doesn't run the ball, but he's got the best receiver in the game. So, I mean, if you're playing in a 12-team league, some of those guys are going to fall to the point where they're just in your lap in round 13, in which case I'm okay if you don't get the guy you like in the early round. I think that's some interesting insight. Uh, You know, people always sort of say wait for quarterbacks, but it sounds like, Oh, you're saying there's uh, there's some room, maybe some separation between the top tier and some of the other tiers where maybe it does make sense to get one a little bit earlier. How about the rookie quarterbacks? Are there any that you feel are worth drafting? Um, maybe rank them how you feel they maybe have in terms of their their value. And uh, so like on the flip side of that, maybe their keeper value beyond that as well. They all to some degree have keeper value, but for the redraft value right now, Anthony Richardson with the Colts is the only one of any interest to me in redraft formats, the rushing ability and the physical profile is like something we've never seen. I mean, the yeah. dude's got a rocket cannon arm and then the, the physical specs of like a Cam Newton. So what he offers upside-wise is unmatched for where he's going in draft. But, but again, you're talking in that back-end quarterback one potential. I've got him quarterback 15 right now, and that's about where he's going. I want him to be higher. And if he shows me any sort of touch, he will be much higher because that rushing profile creates such a high fantasy floor that it's just hard for him to fail. Even if he's throwing the ball all over the place, they they had a preseason game with the Bills earlier this year, and he threw one of the worst interceptions I've seen this summer, and he can still get there because this rushing upside is just so unique. If if you told me you wanted to draft him in a season-long redraft situation, I'm fine with it. But I'd hedge my bet. I would draft a Geno Smith alongside him, a Jared Goff, somebody that offers a little bit more stability in the event that he doesn't pan out and he takes a little bit of time to develop. But, I mean, you could be talking a top seven, eight quarterback if he hits on all cylinders and he's got Michael Pittman, a strong receiving option. There's an avenue for him to burst inside the top ten that I don't think 
is even remotely close to possible for the other rookie quarterback. A few more minutes with Kyle Soppy here on 92 to the fan. If you want to get any questions in, you can tweet me at Spencito underscore. I'll be sure to get them here at the very end. A uh, couple questions left for you. Give me a couple sleepers that owners should be keeping an eye on in their drafts. I'm going to give you two receivers. One is going to be playing up to, you know, your Cleveland demographic here. I think mm. Donovan people don't. Like, ah, I just think he's, Cleveland fans I, like I that love, one. I love what he has. He, I'm, I've got him 15 spots higher in my wide receiver ranks than where he's currently being drafted. Hey, I'll give you a trivia question, Spencer. There were four players, and obviously I'm asking this question in the DPJ, uh, the realm here. So, you know, he's one of them. But four players last year, 500 yards and at least, a 62% catch rate on balls thrown at least 10 yards down the field. DPJ was one. Can you name any of the other three? With at least 500 yards and 62 compl- uh, per- completion rate, you're saying, with the, with the receivers? Rate, yep, on balls thrown at least 10 yards. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think, like, if there's – there, I'm, I'm guessing it's not just the obvious names here. So uh, I'm going to say is George Pickens one. No, no, it is, it is the obvious, yards. guys, on top of – Pickens was a good guess, though. But on top of DPJ, you're talking Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. Those are all mm. first-round picks. And the so only they are other the big guy names. I was, I was overthinking it. <laughs> you were, but it's okay. It's because you had the hard answer already given to you. So DPJ is the only other guy on that list. I think he's got a top 35 upside. I've got him outside my top 35 because you don't have to draft him there. I'm looking with sleepers. I like him, and I'll mention Jacoby Myers in a second. I like those guys to potentially finish the top 35 guys, but that's not where you have to draft them. And just because I'm, you know, some voice on the radio here talking them up, don't draft them where I'm drafting them. Draft them just around ahead of where your competition is. But Jacoby Myers, I've got him as a top 35 receiver. He's going outside the top 50 at the position, too. I think he's going to wrestle away that slot role from Hunter Renfro in a Vegas offense that is going to pepper the slot with Jimmy Garoppolo, Devontae Adams. We saw him stretch the field, and he's just elite. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to guard the guy. And defenses can't figure it out either, but they're going to throw as many people as they can at him. And over Garoppolo's career in San Fran, he posted similar numbers when throwing to the slot. It's Patrick freaking Mahomes. And Jacoby Myers is going to soak up a lot of those looks. To me, that's Green's top 35 receiver, and you don't have to draft him anywhere near that. So I'm ending up with a lot of Jacoby Myers and a lot of Donovan Peoples-Jones on my roster this year. Brian called in before the break, and he wanted to know. He dra- he already had his draft. He took James Conner in the fifth round. Was that too high? It's a little high, but I don't mind the direction he's going here. We had uh, – I mean, they're going to be terrible. Like, but this at least <laughs> gives you a reason to check out Cardinal games. Yeah. Six of the top 11 running backs last season in fantasy played for losing teams. So it can be done. Like, I'm not – crossing him off because I think the team's going to be terrible. But the fifth round's a little rich for my blood. That's probably not where you have to get him. I do think he could return top 20 value. We know he can catch the ball, and we know he's getting 80% of the carries. I'm not worried if anybody behind him. It's just that Tyler Murray really doesn't play this year. How many scoring opportunities is that offense realistically going to have? All right, last thing, really, really quick to get us out of here. What are your mu- who are your must-draft Browns players? Must dra- I'm sorry, today, must draft. Must draft Browns players. Browns players. It's DPJ for me. Yep. Chubb, I think, is a good value. He's, I think he could progress with Kareem Hunt out of town. Him, DPJ. I'm not ending up with too much Amari Cooper. Elijah Moore is another one. I think pretty underrated outside the top 40 receivers. 
All right, he's Kyle Sapi. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Sapi PFN. If you have more questions, hit him up there, and he'll he'll definitely be sure to answer them. He always does a great job responding on social media. Again, he covers all things fantasy football for the Pro Football Network. Kyle, I'm glad we uh, got this season kicked off on the right foot. We will definitely do it again throughout the season. Always appreciate you, brother. Looking forward to it. Sounds good. Take it easy, Kyle. You too. Kyle Sapi, great stuff. I know we're way late here. Let's get to a 2020. We'll talk on the other side. Uh, get back into some things as we get you ready for Kevin Stefanski coming up here at the top of the hour. Actually, I got to have a conversation about the gardens when we get back. Let's do it next on The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on fire. And podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.